Hey everyone, welcome to episode 243 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. And this week, Jeff is not here. He might call in. And the reason that he may not call in was because Randy forgot to tell him what time to call in. So, Jeff, my apologies on air to everyone. My apologies, my bad. But this week, we're going to start off with some responses to last week's episode and message, which was, of course, here on the podcast, and even some replies to the, our whole life takeaway hashtag on Twitter. Oh, really? And they, right. And they were actually on Jeff's message. So, uh, which was uh, putting others first, stewarding the gospel, of putting others first. So we'll start in a usual place, Doug Spinella. For those of you who don't know, Doug is a faithful listener and contributor to the podcast and a faithful member of Whole Life Church. And we always appreciate getting the feedback. And I thought he was particularly engaging given last week's topic of putting others first and the takeaway of if we realize that our lives are a beautiful journey with one definite purpose to live in God's command to love, how will you seek to find ways to make others, people's, other people's lives better? Easy for me to say. It's really an adventure of discovery every single day. So what might be the first step? And Doug, in typical fashion, sent me a, a, <laughs> a text message this week and he said, so I just listened to 242. Honestly, I think the biggest challenge of Christians is we think we have to do something great for our neighbors, community, etc. But honestly, it's pretty simple. If you have a friend that's going through chemo or they're sick, bring them a meal a few times over their treatment period. Help them with normal household chores, run an errand. You're already going to go to the store to buy what you need anyway. You're already cooking food for dinner. Cook a little extra and bring it fresh. Also, we've all been through rough patches in life. Times of hurt, pain, despair, and wasn't it nice when people called or texted words of hope? Not just once, but sent over and over. Typically, people will reach out once and say they're praying or a positive message, but make a difference by setting a reminder on your phone weekly to lift up your neighbor. Not mm, hard. Not good. hard. Wasn't that good? I yeah. mean, I'm just like, Doug, set a reminder on your phone, and I... I've done that before when I'm praying for someone and it really does make a difference. And yet it's one of those things you, you do it for a little bit and then you quickly forget because it may be a while until the next person comes along and needs your help. But set a reminder on your phone. Thanks, Doug, because that is super, super easy and something we could all do just to be, just to, just to show people that we really are praying for them and a good reminder for us not to forget. <laughs> so from Twitter, Cheryl Fowler, who tweeted at us from at brag about fam. So apparently she's got a great family. Cheryl responded to two of our whole life takeaways this past week with really solid but simple advice again for both both questions. The first takeaway was knowing that understanding is critical. At what point, if ever, might it be helpful to share our own journey or opinions about theirs? And her answer was possibly when they ask us to. And not before. <laughs> well said. <laughs> right? And not before. Good thing to remember. And the second one was, was when we listen to others with more than just a quiet ear, when we really pay attention to what is behind the words, so to speak, what does that not only do for them, but also do for us? And I thought, very simple, her, her response was, for them, it makes them feel loved. And it's a good reminder, they're both powerful, that when we put others first with our full attention and share only when they ask, I mean, no doubt it's going to make us better at sharing the love of Christ, but it most definitely puts them first and makes them feel loved. And those are two great reminders that we can take with us this week. So, of course, we always welcome your input. You can do it via text message, voicemails, emails, and of course, social media. We'll find you there if you respond. 
And if you don't currently follow us on Twitter, which the podcast uh, has interactions each week there, and we'd invite you to join the conversation and find us using at whole life ORL, kind of like whole life Orlando without the ando. So that's the easiest way to find us. And you'll also find each week all of the whole life takeaways as well as in our sister podcast, Speaking of Grace. So if you go to the show notes on that episode, each week you'll find them all there. So thanks again to Cheryl and Doug for sharing with us. Always appreciate the feedback. All right. On to this week, we were stewarding the gospel of equality. And you were right last week when you said it might not exactly be what you would expect. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And earlier in the message this past week, you said, here's the level playing field for the gospel. Here's the equally, here's the equality of the gospel we are to be stewarding. No one is righteous, not even one. We are all equal. You had that written in caps in your, in your, in your notes, (laughs) equally unrighteous. I mean, this, this shouldn't surprise anyone, should it? That this is like what we're supposed to be thinking about and how we're supposed to be viewing ourselves as well as others. Yeah, but we don't. We don't. We we we. It's it's so easy to slide a little towards spiritual superiority you know, feelings. It's, it's just pretty tempting. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm, know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I mean compared to so and so. Ooh, 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 darn! That that one really. Uh, <clears throat> That one might have resonated a little bit too hard that maybe that's gone through Randy's mind more than once. So, yeah, maybe that uh, – oof, Andy, Andy. Well, is it possible then that we can believe this spiritually like you just said? I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not perfect, but yeah, you know, better than that person obviously. <laughs> but maybe, maybe we can believe it spiritually, but maybe less so or – not at all as a human in day-to-day life. I mean, I'm not saying there should we should really be separating those two because I don't think you can. But in spiritually, we look around and we see, well, these are all children of God and I'm no better than any of them. But then when we get to our secular side, if you will, which I know we've talked about this in the past as well, there's not really a difference between these two or there shouldn't be, particularly for Christians. But then you, in your secular human side, you go, Phew. maybe in your job. I mean, I have a degree. This person doesn't. I you know, I'm. I read more than they do. I dress better than they do. I'm more of a professional. I mean, there's a million things you could add here. Can there be a difference in those two? Well, yeah. I mean, the fact that there's that some people have. I'll use educations that some people never finished kindergarten and others have three doctorates. Yeah. Um. They're they obviously going to have different windows of opportunity. They're going to have different experiences in life. But from a spiritual standpoint, they're, they're, the level ground underneath all of that stuff is we share the commonality that we're all sinners. I like that, that simplicity. And I'm just thinking about, like, since I've heard the message the first time, just thinking about little ways that we can remind ourselves. And I don't know why we need reminders. I mean, I know why we need reminders, but I don't, I hate that. we. Maybe I should put it this way. I hate it that we need reminders that this is the case because in those moments when you really are listening, you're in the word, your, your prayer life is where it needs to be or as good as it's ever been, and you're studying and you're really trying to make a connection with God in that relationship one-on-one, when you see people when you're in those times, at least for me speaking personally, the way I see people, the way I treat people, 
and the way I think about people are totally different than when I'm not. I, mm-hmm. I, That's interesting. And I think it's just because the the more that those things are on your mind, the more you're studying, the more you're communing with God, you can't really help but see things other than that. And then, you know, well, yeah, things are going along great. And just like everything else, we get, you know, busy with the next thing. And all of a sudden you find yourself thinking something and then realizing why in the world, even sometimes about someone you love or someone that, you know, family member or even a good friend, and you think, why in the world would I think that about them? That That's not me. That's not them. I know better yeah. than that. And it's like, <laughs> where does this come from? And then you stop and think, yeah, I know where it comes from. And then it's, oh, yeah, it's me that's out of tune with God. And whew, I just don't I, – I wish there was just some way that we could just prioritize that. And like we all go through good – probably good streaks and bad streaks. I know speaking personally here, that that's definitely me. I go through ups and downs when it comes to that. But how do we get to just make that a priority all the time? Because I think that without that piece of it, it's just so easy to get caught up in everything you talked about this past week of how we just don't do it. Yeah. What's your best advice, Pastor Andy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I just think it's instead of worrying about everybody else Mm, and, and where they are on some scale, it's about keeping a solid grasp on the level ground in your own life. Staying in touch with our human depravity, the fact that, there, that we have no value, we have no worth. Uh, great quotation from, um, I just had a test, it's right here, William Temple. He writes, the only thing of my very own which I contribute to my redemption is the sin from which I need to be redeemed. Oh, ouch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. who, who was that? That's that, William, Temple. William Temple. Sir William Temple. Yeah. We tend to want the thing that we, I don't, and, and we, I think most Christians are comfortable saying, "Hey, we don't save ourselves. You know, works we can't be saved by works." Sure, but we still think that that we contribute something. Okay. Yeah. That I put my finger on the scale somewhere and tip it in the right direction. I love it. The only thing of my very own, which I contribute to my redemption, is the sin from which I need to be redeemed. <laughs> oh, I think, oh keep, man. Mm. I think it's keep, I think it's keeping in touch with that human depravity. If if that if that thought, if that idea can be lodged in my mind, then when I meet anybody of any kind of what I might consider to be a low life, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. I start wanting to, to judge them as less than me, I'm like, well, wait, 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 wait Andy, <laughs> you <laughs> know. <laughs> the only thing you can bring to contribute to your redemption is the sin from which you need to be redeemed. <laughs> okay, <laughs> oh, you, yeah. you ain't got, you ain't got jack squat yourself, so don't be don't be looking down on them. Um, oh, and I, so, so I really think it's I think this whole talk about stewarding the gospel of equality is a, a talk and a, and a concept for self application more than it is one for projection on others. Mm. Yeah. Obviously, we we don't want to go out and start telling everybody, "Hey, you're a bunch of you're a bunch of rotten sinners." I mean, <laughs> we, we might we might have to communicate that a little bit some, but 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 it's, what's really I think more critical is keeping keeping that reality about me. Don't losing don't lose that. I'm I, I might say we're we're talking about reconciliation this week. Am I saved? Yes. Is has God reconciled me in Christ? Yes. Is, is heaven my home? Yes. You know. 
Right. That's all true. But on that journey, I'm, I'm still a sinner being saved, not a saint being tolerated, you know? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that honestly, the, the thing I've seen lately that kind of scares me about this is someone would say, well, Andy, putting that realization in front of ourselves for many people that might be struggling with self-worth, their identity, and with these uh, kinds of things in the midst of a pandemic, this really isn't healthy because we really need to have a better – our self-talk needs to be better. Our self-image needs to be better. So if we're constantly reminding ourselves of this, then that seems to be counterproductive. But There's no better builder of self-esteem and self-image. <laughs> you're like, Andy, you're crazy. No. I mean if I'm trying to build up who I am and feeling good about myself – Okay, and it leads me down any road to believe that I have something to which to contribute to my salvation other than the sin from which I need to be redeemed. <laughs> um, th- then then I'm, I'm, I'm going to live in some falsehood and I'm going to have some spiritual pride and I'm going to have I'm going to have egotism. that's not self-worth, but self, but, but, but a prideful thing. But all of a sudden to recognize you have nothing to bring to the table and God loves you. With an uh, with a a love so great that he will not let you go. There you go. All of a sudden, that brings a pretty good self confident place to be. Yeah, never forget that last part. That God's not going to leave you. His love's never going to die for yeah. you. And uh, then we can we can do the other. Well, it's, well we, we often we also want to build self confidence in kids, for instance. But what we sure. really what we really want to build is God confidence in kids. Ooh, yeah. God confidence. My like confidence that. is in God, not me. <laughs> oh gee, yeah. Well, that's a good distinction to make because I will, I will, I'll mess up and screw up and make all kinds of mistakes, which I have. But, but God won't, and so my confidence is not in me; it's in Him. Yeah, uh, He esteems me, which makes me esteemable. Ooh, nice. I like yeah. that. I like that. Well, this seems to be the week of quotes, and so today I tell you what I'm going to do. I just thought about this as you were talking and <laughs> giving me that quote by Sir William Temple. What we're going to do today is there's going to be a quote, which I'm going, to, I'm going to give you these quotes here in just a second. One's from Martin Luther, one's from Ellen White, and then we're going to add that Sir, <laughs> Sir William Temple quote. And I'm going to put those in the show notes today so that if you're there, you, you, know, you can log in on your computer or on your phone. When you swipe up in the show notes, you can copy and paste those notes. Put those someplace as a good remembrance this week. If this is something you've been struggling with, these quotes are just amazing. I, I can't get past the quotes as a part of the message to really do anything better because all of those are just so poignant to what we're talking about. The first one, and this is a partial, the full one will be in the notes. I don't want to read it because it's very long. It's by Martin Luther. And this is a partial to his quote. He said, man by nature selfishly seeks only what is to his advantage. He can only love himself above all things. And that is the sum and substance of all transgression. Such self-sufficient persons seek only to please themselves and secure applause, even when they follow piety and virtue. Ooh, you know these. <laughs> I mean, it just it just cuts you down to size when you start to think about the times you've tried to secure applause, even when following you know piety and virtue, and and then the follow up, which I thought just really piggybacked so nicely, was by Ellen White. And again, this is a partial. I'll put the whole one in there for you because the rest of it's really really good. And we've talked about this one multiple times. This is from. Uh, Christ Object Lessons, Lessons, and it says, Lord, take my heart, for I cannot give it. 
It is your property. Keep it pure, for I cannot keep it for you. Save me in spite of myself, my weak, unchristlike self. Mold me, fashion me, raise me into a pure and holy atmosphere where the rich current of your love can flow through my soul. It is not only at the beginning of the Christian life that this renunciation of self is to be made. At every advanced step heavenward, it is to be renewed. All our good works are dependent on a power outside of ourselves. Therefore, there needs to be a continual reaching out of the heart after God, a continual, earnest, heartbreaking confession of sin, and humbling of the soul before Him. Only by constant renunciation of self and dependence on Christ can we walk safely. Goodness gracious! <laughs> and, and, and there's more to each of these. And again, they will be in the show notes because this week already, these are things I've just been reading over and over again and letting them sink in and to hopefully just be that subconscious person speaking in my head as reminders of these things that no matter what we try to do, no matter what we think we bring, just like the quote here from from Sir William Temple, you know, the only thing we have to bring is the sin which we need redemption from. And and all of these things really wrap up so well in this part of of this stewarding equality. And 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 really they go and part of the whole message. And this is this all three of those, I'm glad you brought that other one up, Andy, because <laughs> they they really are, when we think about this, a lot of it is just a, a a change in thought, a change in what we do normally that isn't giving us the results that we want. And, you know, last year, reading through the Bible in a year, which, you know, full transparency, guys, I am closing in on that 360 days. It's almost the end of January. And I was I made it my goal to be pretty close to being done or being done by January. It's probably going to squeak into February, but I'm I'm up to date on this year's current reading. It's, it's still it's important to you know be faithful and get through, but the, the more than getting through the Bible is getting the Bible through you. Right, exactly. So I've just you know I'm reading my I, I start That's out great. I start out keeping up with with the current. And I was good until about day 265, and then uh, things got crazy at work and all this kind of stuff, and it just it got pushed behind. But I've just noticed that being in the Word every day, and it's not something I'm good at generally, but this kind of makes this, like, join a reading plan together. And I know not everyone's into technology and reading the Bible on your phone, but honestly, if you start a group on, we're, we're using version, the Bible app, and when you have a a group you can put together, you can invite people. And people comment every day, and it's so interesting to read what other people get from the same chapter or the same verse or and how different or alike things can be. And it really gives you a unique picture of God and makes it makes you realize that the people you're reading with have questions just like you. They have broken feelings just like you. And it's, yeah. a, it's a really good uplifter, and I think that's done more for my view of myself and of others and just guys, we're all on this together. Let's just, you know, let's not look down. Let's, let's help each other rather than tear each other down in, in whatever format that manifests it in our lives. And so I guess that would be my, my one thing for today, that if you could do something in like, how, how do we apply this to our lives, Randy? And I'm just saying, find some people to read the Bible with, or if you, you know, don't have anyone to do that, do it yourself and stay in it. And whether you get behind, just make it through however you can. And it's, it's been an absolute blessing. Uh, no yeah, doubt I think about it. what's really cool is after you've done it once, um, then it gives you the opportunity 
to so you sort of take a little pressure off and you can yeah. <laughs> and you can try different things. I mean I've read you can read different versions, you can read, you know, like the Reader's Digest Bible, you can read a chronological Bible that yeah. goes through it in the right order. It there's just all kinds of options that that be able to continue to put yourself in the work because there's there yeah, you just Nothing's going to do it better than that. Well, in the chronological Bible, I didn't know up until a couple of years ago. I didn't even realize that was a thing until I started a Bible plan in a year on that. Of course, I did it by myself, and I think I made it to a day – oh, I don't know. Like I'm in the hundreds, I think, like 120, <laughs> something like that. It's harder to do it by yourself. But yeah. I, I found oh, it very interesting though in what order they believe or as close as anyone can – what order the books may have been written chronologically in history, and it was very interesting. I, I just from yeah. that perspective alone. And, so, well, and 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 the storyline, you know, connects together that way. You yes, know, you, yeah, it's. Uh, I I really, it, it, I loved the context of it all. I really enjoyed doing the chronological yeah. Bible. Excellent. All right, guys. This week, one of our whole life takeaways asked, "How broad is your concept of equality?" Can you freely sing when we all get to heaven or is it easier to sing when some of us get to heaven? (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, as we've already discussed, there's going to be good times and bad times. But again, continually cultivating our friendship and spiritual relationship with God through his word and prayer. I think we just find those thoughts and perceptions just less and less in our everyday thinking. And we find ways to see the other side of the story or just see people as no different than ourselves, even if we don't know the story. And that's half the time we put our own biases and our own thoughts or our own prejudices on them when they've done nothing. Maybe not even, maybe we've never even met them or very briefly. How could you possibly put together a narrative that would make them less than you when you've never met them? So I think all those things start to be less and less and you just get a better feel for yourself, which in in turn, in, improves how you see others, and so I would. It's hard to see. It's hard to see somebody less than you if you're both zeros. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so join the zero club here at Whole Life Church. Uh, so, what about you? How broad is your concept of equality? Maybe you've struggled. Maybe you've conquered. Maybe you're still learning, like the rest of us. Let us know by using voicemail or text 407-965-1607. You can email podcast at wholelife.church. Of course, you can hang out on Twitter with us at whole life ORL, Facebook, wherever you find us, Instagram, we will find your comments. And our final thoughts are from Andy's message this past week. He said, we will best steward this gospel of equality by humbly holding on to the truth of both our depravity and God's gracious reconciling in Jesus Christ. That's about as good as it gets right there. (laughs) That's it. So next week is final. It's the last of this series of stewarding the gospel, and it's uh, stewarding the gospel of reconciliation. Reconciliation. And, um, so I, yeah, I, I sat, um, I sat down today actually, and spent uh, just some quiet time sitting outside, um, pondering the reality of reconciliation, and uh, reading the text that we'll be preaching through, and thinking about being reconciled versus being ever irreconciled. Um, so we'll talk, we'll talk about some of that. And that's going to wrap us up for this ep- uh, this series? This series will be over. Yeah, oh, the last man. one. This has been a great series. I've really enjoyed <laughs> – I mean, I say that all the time, but in, in actuality – You know, so many of the series that we've tackled through this past year and through the pandemic were so – just so spot on to what was needed at that time. And 
So kudos to you and the staff who've done a great job of keeping us engaged while we really haven't been meeting in person. And it's been great to at least be able to rely on the on a message that's pertinent to what we're all going through at that time. It's been great. So I'll be sad to see this one go, but I'm sure we'll have something equally as good to follow. So. Uh, next week on Tuesday evening, speaking of grace as always. And then of course, Wednesday we'll be back. Hopefully all three of us for episode 244. Thanks for listening everyone and have a great week.